Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrea Lundstra. Now, did that take the breath out of you a bit? <laughs> it did. That's all right. Um, can I give you all of your stuff? Is that okay? Thank you. How are we all? Are we doing okay? Yeah? Right, so this morning, as we see, we are all in together. It's our last Sunday where all the children, adults, elderly, everyone is together in one room. So um, I first want to pray. I'm also a bit out of breath, so I'm going to just take my breath back. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm. And, and then. Um, Children, are you ready for something fun this morning? Okay, very good. She's careful. Very good, but I'm sure you will really like it. Um, And adults, are you ready for something fun this morning? Yeah? Sounds not that enthusiastic, but that's okay. (laughs) Let's pray first, shall we? Father, we, um, we come to you this morning. I come to you this morning and... We just say thank you. Thank you for being a good father. Thank you for being here in this place. And Father, I open my heart. We open our hearts to you this morning. Father, speak to us, whatever you want to say to us. Father, show us something new this morning. Show me something new of your goodness, of who you are, Father. And I just give myself, I give everyone in this room in your hand. And also pray for myself. I don't do it by my might or by my strength, but by your spirit. And let us not listen with our might or with our strength, but with your ears and with your eyes. Father, thank you for your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Right, so we have been talking uh, the last four weeks. We had at the movies, didn't we? That was fun, wasn't it? I wasn't there for two times, so you need to kind of help me, some of you, with who was the main character in all those movies. So who was the main character in the Lego movie? I don't actually know this movie, and I wasn't there. So who was the main character? Emmett. Okay, good. Who was the main character in The Incredibles? Yeah. Very good. Who was the main character in The Lion King? Go on. Very good. And in Toy Story? Yes, I had that too. Well, that is the movie star. So um, we have been talking about main characters. Now, we can call them superheroes because they did something amazing, something incredible, saved someone or, or did an amazing something. Now, we're going to talk this morning about superheroes. And I want you to... Tell your neighbor, you are a superhero. You are a superhero. And this morning, 
I am going to talk about you as a superhero. Okay? Everyone in this room is a superhero. We've been looking at movies and saying, oh, that's a superhero. Oh, that is a superhero. But this morning, you are a superhero. Whether you are young, whether you are older, whether you are above 80, you are a superhero. That is not because of what you do, but who you are in God and who you follow. We are following a superhero, don't we? I am following a superhero. His name is Jesus. And he makes you a superhero. Okay, so don't forget, you are a superhero. And now, for the children, we are, I'm going to talk a bit to the children and then to you. But we're going to talk about this morning how we can be a superhero and how we can stay a superhero. In Ephesians 6, verse um, 10, it talks about the armor of God. Now, when you have a superhero, there is a saying, not all superheroes wear capes. That's the saying, isn't it? That's the movie saying. But you know what? Us, as a superhero, we wearing the armor of God. And we're going to go through the armor of God and I'm going to explain what the armor of God means because we are all living a life. And some of us think life is tough. But you know what? So are you. You are tough. God has made you with, an, with, with a heart of love, but a tough skin. And on that tough skin, there is an, an armor that he's giving each one of us this morning that we all need to get back into, or we have taken off our shield, or we've come out of our shoes of peace, or whatever. But this morning, he wants to give you back or come back into the armor of God. And now the children, you're going to color in the armor of God and you're going to make something very cool. So I'm going to read first the scripture and then I'm going to give you a task to do. It says in Ephesians 10, uh, 6, there's no Ephesians 10, um, Ephesians 6, verses 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, I don't know what holiday you had. I don't know how fun it was. I don't know how not fun it was. You know, and I just come back from a time in Holland, two and a half weeks. It was a great time. And my, one of my brothers, he had a surprise for me with his family. and said, I take you on a holiday to Germany for a week. So I went with for a week to Germany, and we had the most fun. Now, I'm not saying everything in the holiday is for everyone fun. You know, sometimes we face tough stuff. Don't remember, we face tough stuff, but tough, so are you, okay? We're tough. But anyway, God helps us with being and staying tough. And so be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can Take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. This is so important for me and for you. The last month I've been reading Ephesians over and over again. Because there is so much here. And this scripture highlights 
It's, it's highlights to me every day. My struggle is not against flesh and blood. So if I'm annoyed with a person, it's not the person anno- that I'm annoyed with. It's what he does. But sometimes it's like, come on, what is this? But you know, the enemy, I'm not saying that the enemy works through people, but he wants you to get annoyed. He wants you to get not joyful or not in peace. And he will use sometimes people to get you annoyed or to get you frustrated or to get you into a place of self-pity or self-whatever. And, you know, God wants you to get, God wants you to know that the struggle is not against those people. It is against flesh and blood. And it's not against flesh, but it's against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, we see we are a superhero, and there is an enemy. And the enemy is trying to destroy a superhero. But God has given us this armor that has already defeated the enemy, but we need to walk in that. So therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, and you know, wherever, whenever the day is, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now, I have got something... I came back from my holiday on Friday and I felt I'm not going to prepare anything during my holiday. It's a holiday. So yesterday I've been praying and I've been asking God, what do you want to do? And I felt he was going to talk to me about this. So people who are under 18, get your ears switched on. Okay? So it is the belt of truth. It is the belt of truth. Buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness and with your, what is going on your feet, shoes, the gospel of peace and then feet it with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Take up the shield of faith and then take the helmet of salvation. salvation. And what is the one we forgot? The sword of the Spirit. That one is the last one, which is the Word of God. Now, children, I'm going to give you something to do. Um, Elizabeth, you're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to do something with someone, not in front of him, but you're going to do it off at the back, okay? You're going to be the real person who is going to lay on this, and somebody is going to draw around you, okay? And then that person, um, we're going to have you here on here, okay? And then the rest of the children, you're going to colour this all in. At the back, there are pencils, there's a scissor, there's everything you need. 
and uh, to make this as beautiful as you can. And then after I've talked, we're going to put it all on here. Yeah? Are we ready? So all these children, um, can you come? And Annette, could you help Elizabeth to draw herself on here? Is it okay? Yeah? Um, there you go. I'm going to give this one to you. And if you... I'm going to give this one to you. And this is someone... It's Lillian, no? Do you want to have this one too? Leon can help as well. Do you want to go and colour that one? Yeah? Go and colour at the back. I'm just going to get... So, um, I'm going to go through um, all the, um, um, the army of God, or the armor of God, let's say like that. So, we need to remember, you need to remember, that the giant in front of you is never bigger than the God who lives inside of you. Okay, so whatever we're facing, whatever we're doing, whatever you're facing this week or you have faith, God is always bigger than your whatever you're facing, your challenge, your problem, your something. He has given us this armor to stand and to walk with wherever we need to walk. So I'm going to go through the pieces. Each piece represents parts of God's strength. Now I want you to ask God, okay God, what do you want to say through what I am saying, which part do you need to get on again? Or maybe you've taken off something or you don't have the armor on at all. Or, you know, ask God, what do you need to take on? So the belt of truth, the enemy fights with lies, but the truth has defeated his lies. So the belt of truth represents Truth. Now, in a world where there is lying, where there is defeat, where there is hopelessness, where there is not unhappiness, God has given us the belt of truth, like on our on our hips. You know, the truth is like a belt because the belt, when the belt is too big, it falls off, but when it cleaves to your body, it stays. That is what God wants to do with you, with the truth. That the belt, that the truth sticks to your body. That it rests on you. That you walk with the belt. And I read on the internet yesterday that the belt holds everything else in place. It holds the breastplate and it is the most important um, one for the sword of the spirit. Now the belt of truth is a defensive weapon. All the weapons, except the last one, are defensive. They are helping us to protect. But the sword of the Spirit, God has given us the sword of the Spirit to fight, to go out and to fight with his word. I'm going to talk about that a bit more. So that's an offensive. You know, you, you go and 
kind of fight back, but the belt of truth is defensive. It protects you. So maybe you're in a situation where you think, how am I going to do this? Or you have going down or in your thoughts, but the belt of truth, to be grounded in the truth, is so, so important. Um, it says in John 8, verse 31 and 32, the truth will set you free. So, Sorry, that was the, the phrase. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my words, you are truly my disciples, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Get Get your belt on. Get the truth around your waist. Get it around you because it's so, so important. And maybe you're wearing the belt and you are walking with the belt of truth. And, and I was saying beforehand, you know, at the moment, I just love to spend time in the Word, to read Ephesians 1, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6. Not just reading it, but eating it, taking it in, because it just helps me to be secure. And it says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I need to read about the way. What, what does it mean he's the way? What does it mean he's the life? What does it mean that he's the truth? You know, read in the word. And if you know me a bit, you know that I'm all about speaking the truth over yourself, speaking the truth over others. Um, So yes, I I love it. Now what is the second one? Is the breastplate of righteousness. That is God's approval on your life. Now who says, who does God say you are? Who does God say you are? Who are you? An accepted person. Very good. What else? Saved. His daughter. Sorry? Something else. Well, who does he say you are? Disciple. Righteous. Very good. These are all truth. And that breastplate of righteousness protects are hard. Now, who knows what it means to be hurted? We all know, don't we? We know what it means to be hurted by people, hurted even by ourselves, what we think about ourselves, what we hear from other people. We all know it. And that's why God hands us the breastplate of righteousness. Right now, he's handing you the breastplate of righteousness, to keep that in the place before your heart. When one person says you're this, you say to that person, no, I'm not, because I've got the breastplate of righteousness in place. It's not sitting in self-pity. It's not in sitting in self-righteousness. It's not sitting, oh, look at me, or whatever. No, it's having that breastplate in place to protect your own heart because your own heart is the fountain where everything else flows out of. And if your heart is not protected, you live in hurts. We live in hurts. And hurted people hurt people. You know, and if we haven't sorted that, we, ha- we know there's a freedom cause. You know, if you feel there's hurt in your heart, you know, and you can't talk about it with anyone. Go to the freedom course because God wants you to live completely free. Now, maybe some of you have let the arrows a little bit in your heart and another arrow, and you know, and one after the other. And then the, the 
breastplate cracks and then the hurt comes in your heart. And you know, God is so merciful and so kind because he has given his son, Jesus, to remove that crack, to heal that crack, so your breastplate can be clean and can be made whole again. So have your breastplate on. Don't leave it on the side. Every morning, put it on as, a, as, an, active, as an active action. Okay, God, I've got the breast, breastplate of righteousness in place. I'm taking I'm putting it on. It says, I put the armor of God on. It's not, it's, it's not saying, do it tomorrow or just leave it. No, put it on. And we have to all uh, put it on. Have it in place. And don't sit in self-righteousness, but live in his forgiveness, in his goodness, in his mercy. And I love that God never fails. He never fails. If you've done it wrong, You've done it wrong. It's okay. There's always forgiveness. There's always mercy. There's always grace. Hallelujah. Are we not grateful for grace? I am so grateful for grace. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the next one is the shoes, the gospel of peace, readiness to spread the good news. The shoes that God gives us are given to spread the good news wherever we go, to spread his peace. Are we ready for a, a game? Annie laughs. <laughs> Does that mean yes? Uh, is, are there four people in this room who are ready to take off their shoes? Put your hand up. Come on. Yes? Come on. Annie, Tom, Andrew. And if you want to come to the front, and then who else? Fred, come. Okay, now I would like Aiden, I would like you to close your eyes. Okay? Thank you. I'm dropping you in it. So I would like everyone to take off your shoes. When it smells, doesn't matter. And put it all over there. And spread them like, um, don't put them next to each other, as in, yeah, that's it, Andrew. Thank you. Aiden, you still closed your eyes. Good. Can you mix your shoes, Fred? He's very tidy. Isn't he? he is. <laughs> very true. Yeah, just. Yeah. That's it. Now, Aiden, I would like you to come. Aiden, you can cl- open your eyes. Yeah, yeah, you can open your eyes. Now, I want you to give those shoes to the right people. <laughs> Oh, you don't. Oh, Fred. Oh, really? Yeah. Now I know where you shop as well. Oh. Are they right, Fred? They are yours. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cinderella. 
vocês. Nice night. Is it right? Yeah. Everybody happy? Good. Now you can put them on again. And it was just for you. You can take your seat again. You can leave them off if you want to. Thank you, Aidan. Now, you know what? When Aidan gave Annie's shoes to Tom first, they do not fit her. If, Anne, if Fred's shoes were given to Annie, they do not fit her. Now, we need to have the right shoes on. Right? If it's wrong, then it all fails. Now, I know it's important myself. It's important to wear the right shoes. Are you wearing the right shoes? What shoes are you wearing? What shoes are we wearing? Are you wearing shoes of peace, joy, life, hope? Or are you wearing... Or the shoes? Are you living in your calling? Are you fulfilling what God is saying to you? Are we fulfilling what God is saying to us? Are we obedient? Just want to let you think about it for a minute. What shoes are you wearing? And if your shoes are not right, at the end of the service, we have kind of a response time. And there is time for you to just take, think about it and put on the right shoes again. I remember when I went to uh, Germany for that week, I actually was wearing those flip-flops. And I love those, those flip-flops because they have the right size, the right shape, and the right footing. They are sturdy. I don't really like how they look like. I don't care because I can walk on this for hours. And I was walking mountains, and people said, what, what do you do with, with those shoes? Now, I don't care. But if I had normal flip-flops, I wouldn't walk properly. I couldn't walk for five minutes on it because I was worn out. But you know what? If you wear the right shoes, God moves you in the right place. He wants to, he wants to move you. I like how everybody looks at my shoes now. I'll just show you. <laughs> That's funny. And, you know, but it's just important to wear the right shoes. And God wants you to move in this new season. He wants to move you into a place where there is hopelessness, where there is, lo- where there is no life. He wants you to come with his peace and with his righteousness, with his justice. Are we following it still? Yeah? If you have the right shoes, you can climb the mountains, you can scale over whatever you need to scale, jump or whatever. So then we have the shield of faith. That is, sorry, we need to have God's perspective to see beyond our circumstances and, the ultimate, and looking at the ultimate victory. That is the shield of faith. Now, I was reading something so interesting about the shield of faith. I'm going to read it so I don't forget something. When um, it was in the Roman time, the Roman shield of the time was called a scutum. This type of shield 
as you, as you saw my shield, it was this kind of shield. But this shield was as large as a door and would cover the warrior entirely. So the shield of faith isn't just a small one. It's like a door that covers you entirely. Such a shield was used to push opponents. When fighting as a group, a palanx, that's English, and I know what it means, but I've never said that word. A palanx of soldiers, so lots of soldiers, could position their shield so as to form an enclosure around themselves called a testudo, a tortoise. Okay, so imagine six soldiers standing around with a shield like a door. Nothing would come in them because they have that shield. Now God has given us that shield of faith. When we don't understand what is going on, we've got the shield of faith. I don't care what is going on. I know my God is good. I look beyond my circumstances. I look above it and look with the eyes of faith. Not understanding, but knowing I am protected because I've got the shield of faith. Not looking at what I see, but looking at the one who I cannot see, but believing that he is my everything. That is faith, not seeing it, but knowing that he is there, or the victory that that is yours, not even seeing that victory, but knowing that that is yours. Do you understand that one? Faith protects us from our struggles. When we live in God, when we believe in it, it protects us. It doesn't mean struggles don't come, but we've got that door of faith that shield, that protectors. And that's why it's also so important to have small groups because we've got six in a small group, maybe eight in a small group, maybe four in a small group. But we all have that shield of faith and we stand together to completely protect it from the enemy. I love that one. Very, very good. Now then we have... Um, I'm, I've gone through this a bit. But that's okay. The helmet of salvation. The helmet protects our minds from doubting God's salvation. We all know that the enemy can mess with our minds, don't we? We all know it. And we have the helmet of salvation on our head, protected from every lie, protected from everything that comes in our head. The helmet of salvation is there to protect you and to protect me. Um, the helmet protects the soldier from blows and from damaging his head in times of fighting. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 89, it says, um, put on the breastplates, what we just said, and the helmet, the hope of salvation. When you're saved, we are a people of hope. When you've invited Jesus in your life, you're a people of hope. And we want to bring that hope, that salvation, wherever we go. And now we have the most, it's not the most important, sorry, but this one is the one we need to fight with. It is the sword of the Spirit. The only weapon where we can fight. You know when you have a sword fight, we know that I have never played that one. But God is there. And a God who wants to soak you in the truth so you can fight 
with the truth, no matter what comes your way. If you've lost your joy, if you've lost your peace, if, you, if you've lost whatever, God is there with a sword of the Spirit. And he's asking you, do you take this or do you leave the truth? And he wants you to take that sword when you go to school for the children, when you go at your workplace, you know, there is the sword of the Spirit to fight and to bring hope, to bring light, to bring whatever God wants you to bring. The sword cuts through lies. It's sharper. It says in Hebrews for the Hebrews 4 verse 12, the sword, the word of God, the sword of the Spirit is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The sword of the Spirit, the word of God, is so, so important. It says the word, his word is a lamp to our feet and a light on our path. That is who he is for you. How to know the truth? How to know who? And we know, we know how to know the truth, to read the truth, to just eat it and go in it and walk in it. How did Jesus do that? How did he walk in the truth? In Matthew and you don't need to put this up on the screen, Steve, but um, Matthew 4, um, Jesus was led into the wilderness and he was facing um, the enemy. And I'm just going to read it. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Well, I can understand he was hungry. 40 days and 40 nights, not eating. That is... But Jesus was, it was possible. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, if you're living in a lie, thinking, Oh, 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 get the word of God. It is written. Tell the enemy in his face, it is written, I am a child of God. I am beloved. I am his righteous daughter. I am born of God and the evil one cannot touch me. You know, it's, it's, it is written, Jesus has said, Jesus has proclaimed. Jesus was doing that. The enemy was even tempting him. But it's like, it is written, standing on the word of God. And it goes, goes through and through um, with the devil took him to a holy city and, and the devil said something else again. And then Jesus said, it is written. You know, get that word in our heads, in your head. It is written. If you're struggling, it is written. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If I'm tired, God will strengthen my feeble knees. If I'm dead, God will do whatever he needs to do. You know, so it is standing on that word. And we've been talking about it a lot, but I just want to to remind you again and again to stand 
on that word. And if you feel dry, that's a lie because the word is living and active and he will always give you something to drink and to eat. But it's just for us to open the Bible and to read his word. If you're in the wilderness, go and read Psalm 84 or Psalm 132 or Psalm 63, you know, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. God is your strength. God is your help. God is your ever-present help in trouble. You know, he is there. He's constantly there. We need to get our minds of ourselves and looking at the truth. I want, I need to, in my holiday, I was thinking of how do I get through this? Like I'm, I'm sometimes with other people and it's not always easy apart from that week. But you know what? I need to stand on the word of God. No matter what people say or don't say or do or don't do, I am confident in him because he who has the good work in me will bring it to completion. Do you understand? Really, it's so, so important. And I'm not saying this to tell you, I'm telling myself as well. Come on. Amen. So now I want you to um, get active yourself. We've got five more minutes. And I want you to pair up with a person next to you. And I want you to, I've been going through all the, 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 um, the, all the equipments that God has given you for the armor of God. Which one do you need to take on? Which one do you need to use this week? Which one have you lost or which one have you forgotten to put on? But before we do that, I just want to ask the children, how are you doing? Come on! Very good! Could you come, everyone? Come on! Wow! Look at that! That is very... I love how pretty you made that. Very... Elizabeth, did you actually lay on the floor? I was the one. You did it! Oh, very... Is it... Oh, look at that. Very good. Very good. For your mum. Look at your mum. Very good. I love it. Now you can take your seat or if you want to colour in more, that's fine. You want to take it? No? You want to take it? Go bring it to the back. Very good. Now I want you to um, get together with one more person, one person next to you. And um, just share with that person, which one do you need to put on again? And then pray for each other. We've got like five minutes and then we will close the service, okay? So pair up with someone. Okay, so just to finish off, because the scripture talks about um, after all the armor of God, it says in verse 18... Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. It doesn't say it's not in something with the armor or a piece of the armor, but it says pray in the Spirit on all occasions. So wherever you go this week, pray in the Spirit. And I also would like to tell you or to say to you, if you take that challenge on, it says, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Now, the person you've been just praying with, maybe keep that person in your mind this week and pray for that person, that the person has the strength to keep 
that part of the armor and to keep walking. So I'll give you that as a challenge this morning. For whoever you've been praying for, you don't have to take it, but keep that person in your mind and just pray because it says, keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.